See, I believe that as followers of Jesus Christ, if anyone should be effective, good, if you will, at managing life and all that life brings, it should be followers of Jesus Christ. If we learn and grow into good life managers, then not only will it benefit us, obviously, it will also benefit and profit those around us and could be one of the greatest single witnesses to those that don't believe or have yet accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. The reason I say that is because for those that are trying to keep their heads above water out there in the world today, those who are completely worn out and weighed down, which sometimes that's how we Christians get, If they can look to us as Christians and see that no matter what comes into our life and what circumstances we have to deal with, somehow we're able to deal with it, then that draws them to the one who is behind it all, the one who's empowering us, the foundation of our life, the strength of our life, the one who is helping us and growing us into being good life managers. But if they look at a Christian's life, if if they know that we profess to be a Christian, and yet it seems like life is always getting the better of us, and that the coping mechanisms that we are choosing are no different than the ones they choose, then what draw do they have to become a Christian? They would look at us and go, well, they're not handling life any better than what I'm handling life. So what really difference is Jesus making in their life. And so that's why it's important for us. It's actually essential for us as Christians to learn how to manage life effectively and efficiently, how to be good life managers. And I've chosen to take these verses in a certain order because these were the way uh, that, that God impressed this message upon me. So it it doesn't necessarily fit into a certain order, but I want to take them in this order this morning. And so I'd like you, if you have your Bibles and want to follow along, to to turn to the book of Galatians first. Galatians chapter 6, and I want to begin at verse 5. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 5. Now, each of these verses and passages that we're going to look at today have a common theme. And the common theme is sort of carrying a load or carrying burdens or getting rid of burdens and all that. He's like, how does that deal or tie in with managing life? I think it has everything to do with life management. And I think you'll maybe see that as we go through these verses. So notice, first of all, Paul says to the Galatians in Galatians 6, 5, for each one will carry his own load. Paul is saying, listen, all of us are responsible for our own load. And every one of us as human beings has some kind of load, if you will, to carry. And and the word carry here in verse 5 literally speaks about picking it up and carrying it. In other words, I can choose not even to pick up my load. I can can leave it there on the ground. But Paul is saying that to be good life managers and to be 
effective witnesses for Christ in life management, we as followers of Jesus Christ need to be willing to come along in life, pick up our load and carry it. And the word load here is a word that was used in Paul's day for a soldier's backpack that carried all of the necessary equipment the soldier would need. That's pretty apt on a Memorial Day weekend to refer to it that way, but that's the way it was primarily used in Paul's day. So Paul is saying to each of us, listen, you as a soldier of Jesus Christ, you as a follower of Jesus Christ, you need to be willing as a Christian to pick up and carry your backpack. This backpack of yours isn't transferable to anybody else. Nor should we expect someone else to carry our backpack that has our necessary equipment in it to manage life. That's something that we need to be willing to carry throughout our life as a follower of Jesus Christ. And everyone should carry their own load. Now, again, we live in a world today where that's not the case. Where instead of people being willing to carry their own load, they're trying to dump their load and their backpack off on someone else. But you and I need to set an example. We need to follow through with the responsibilities that God has given to us. And if we have chosen to be responsible for certain things, we shouldn't let those responsibilities go. We need to step up and be responsible for the things that we've chosen to do. For instance, just practical example. I chose 31, almost 32 years ago, to be the husband of Lisa. That's not anyone else's responsibility. That's my responsibility. I need to be her husband. That's something I need to take on. We also chose to have children. And so I have that fatherly responsibility. Now, obviously, it's shifted and changed because now my children have children. But that still never completely goes off of your plate, obviously. So I'm just using these as an example, and they're pretty obvious, but there's things that you and I have chosen to do. Things that we are responsible for and no one else. This is part of what Paul's talking about here. This is our own load that you and I are responsible to pick up and carry and not to shove off on someone else, but to manage the things that we've chosen to do and to do them well. And that's why we've got to be careful that we don't take on more than we should. Because again, part of our witness of being effective life managers is to take on the things that we can do well. So that others can see, wow, you know, they do that rather excellently. They do that effectively. And that's what Paul is saying here. But then notice back just a few verses to Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. And many people, when they read these two verses, especially because they're in the same context, some think that the Bible or Paul is contradicting himself. 
Because in verse 5, he's telling us that we are responsible to carry our own load. And then in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, he tells us we're to bear or carry one another's burdens. But again, this is where, instead of just a cursory reading of the Bible, you and I are responsible to study it a little bit deeper. Because the word for load that Paul uses in verse 5 is different from the word translated burdens here in verse 2. Again, the word load in verse 5 refers to a soldier's backpack that carries all the necessary equipment. The word burdens here speaks about a crushing weight. An extra heavy load that comes in to someone else's life. And Paul is telling us here in verse 2 that as a Christian, this should be our way of life. This isn't something that we should just do once. This should be a continual way of life for the Christian. And that is to look around at those around us and see, is there someone that I know that all of a sudden has this extra heavy load dumped on them? has this crushing weight that's come into their life, we are responsible then as God followers to lift that burden a little for them, to help them shoulder the weight of that extra heavy load or crushing weight, helping them to sustain it until it lightens or it goes away. And how can you and I, as Christians... Carry the burdens of others. If our hands are so loaded down by things that we've taken on that we shouldn't, that we have no room in our life, no time in our life, no energy in our life to help others continuously with the burdens that they are bearing. That's why, again, life management is so important. So many Christians today are struggling to keep their own lives above water or their own heads above water, that the thoughts of helping others with their burdens is overwhelming because their own life has become overwhelming. Their own life is on overload. Their own life is just completely worn them out and weighed them down. Something's wrong then. Because that's not the kind of life that God ever wanted his children to live. See, he wants us to live in such a way, in such a balanced way, that you and I can continually carry this backpack on our back of our responsibilities in life. And with all the necessary equipment we need to manage life, but leave our hands, if you will, open to be able to help others to lift their burdens and carry them when those opportunities present themselves. Again, not shouldering their responsibility that they're primarily responsible for, but to know the difference and to discern when those extra heavy, unexpected, crushing weights maybe come into their life then we should rally around each other and be there for one another and help each other to shoulder those kind of burdens. And that's why these two verses are not contradictory to one another. They actually go together in the sense that if I have my backpack on 
and I'm managing life well, then I'm keeping my hands open to be able to help others with the extra heavy loads that come into their life. I'm able at times, due to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, to help others lift and carry those burdens as well. But then I want you to go with me to the book of First Peter in the New Testament. One of the reasons why, as Christians even, we are not able to either continually carry our own backpack, our own load, or to help others carry their burdens, is because we have allowed the concerns, the worries, and the anxieties of life to wear us out and weigh us down. And again, the followers of God are called not to do that. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, here's the verse. By casting all your cares on Him because He cares for you. Now you'll notice that verse 7 is sort of a continuation though of verses 5 and 6. And, and what Peter is building on here is the fact that you and I need to humble ourselves before God. And one of the ways that you and I demonstrate humility before God is by not being so self-reliant and by being willing to trust God with our life. I want to break this verse down because it's very important and there's a lot of meat here that you and I need to grasp and we need to apply to our life. So let's start with the word casting. The word casting speaks about literally throwing something over onto something or someone. So in this case, it would be I'm literally throwing all of my cares, all of my worries all of my anxieties over on God. And this phrase here, casting your care, is not telling us that every time something comes into our life that we start worrying about, every time something starts giving us anxiety or concern, then we take that individual concern or worry or anxiety and we throw it over on God. No. In the original language, it is a once for all casting. In other words, it's where you and I grow as a Christian, where we just say, you know what, God, all of my life with all of its cares, all of its worries and all of its anxieties, I'm just throwing over on you. I am done trying to control the things that are out of my control. I, I am done trying to, to, you know, somehow uh, wrap my arms around things that there's no way I can get my arms around. I, I'm done with that, God. I am truly trusting you with my life. So therefore, whatever care, whatever worry, whatever anxiety, whatever concern comes in, I've already placed that up. Now, again, just like we can do with other things, we can throw those things over on God and we can take them back. And we can start worrying about him again and being anxious about him again. But the idea here from Peter is that we would get to a place in our Christian life where we're not just 
Going to God in prayer and sending over every individual care, worry, or concern. But where we get to a place where we just put our entire life in His hands with any kind of worry, anxiety, or care, or concern that we might have. And that we leave it with Him once and for all. That's what the word casting speaks about. Well, let's look at the word care. It's an interesting word. It, it not only means anxieties or worries or concerns, but it also in the original language comes from the root word which speaks about being distracted, being fractured. In fact, it even meant to be strangled. Think about that. That's, that's a pretty vivid description. Because that's what... When you and I are carrying around weights in life that God never intended for us to carry, that's exactly what it does to us spiritually, emotionally, and physically. First of all, it distracts us from what should be our real purpose. Which, let's go back to Galatians 6.2 for a moment. If I'm so focused on being anxious and worried all the time about my life, then I'm not going to be looking out to carry other people's burdens. I'm not going to be others-focused. I'm going to constantly be me-focused. And God doesn't want us to be self-focused. God wants us to be God-focused and others-focused first. Well, in order to do that, I've got to get to a place where I don't allow worry and anxiety and care and concern to distract me. Because that's exactly what it'll do. It will distract us from what we really should be focused on. And then it starts to fracture our lives. And it literally strangles us. In fact, I knew firsthand in my own life, what it does is it even paralyzes our life. Fear can paralyze people. It does. Worry paralyzes people. You see. And so Peter's saying, that's no way to live. That's no way to manage life. God never intended for us to go through life carrying the weight of all this anxiety and worry and concern about things that you and I can't control and can't deal with anyway and can't even wrap our arms and minds around. Because if we do that for an extended period of time, we will begin to break down spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And not only will our life be a mess, but we certainly then won't be in a fit, healthy place in our life to help anybody else. Because our life begins to spiral out of control. And we now allow worry and anxiety to consume us. It's one of the things that Jesus talked to his followers about more than anything else in the Gospels. Over and over again, he would say, don't worry about these things. Your father knows you have need of certain things. He will take care of you. You realize that he notices if a bird falls to the ground. He knows how many hairs you have on your head. He knows. He'll take care of you. Trust him. Once and for all, put your life in his hands and stop worrying. Stop being filled with anxiety. And then Peter goes on to tell us why we should do this. Peter says, because God cares for you. 
Literally, it means that God has a personal interest in you. It's not just a general God loves all the world. No, he knows you and me. He knows us by name. Like there, Jesus said, he even knows how many hairs are on your head. And well, mine's not too big of a deal, but you get the picture. God knows us in detail. And God, in his miraculous way, can give personal, undivided, detailed attention to every one of us. And that's why Peter says, so why aren't you just once and for all taking your life and throwing it all over on the Lord with all of its cares, all of its concerns, all of its worries and anxiety? Because there's nobody that cares more for you than God does. Nobody cares more for you than God does. And if we can't trust him with the cares of our life, then we're never going to be effective managers because we're going to allow things that should not distract us, should not fracture us, should not be strangling us and literally cutting the breath off from our life. We're going to lose our vitality, our energy and all of that, our focus, by letting the things that should not creep into our life taking its focus off of the things that should be our focus. Which again goes back to the fact that then we really won't be carrying our own backpack effectively and we certainly won't be in a position to carry the burdens of others when we need to. Which then leads me to another passage of Scripture in the Gospel of Matthew. Oh, you know what? No. I want to do something else. I just had a couple verses that popped into my head that I want to look at in the Old Testament for a second. And then let's go to the Gospel of Matthew. Go back to the book of Psalms for a moment. These are two great verses. First of all, Psalm 55, verse 22. Psalm 55, verse 22. And many think that Peter may have you know, sort of had this verse in mind when he wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, 1 Peter 5, 7. The psalmist writes in Psalm 55, verse 22, throw or cast your burden upon the Lord. And notice, He will sustain you. In other words, God will support us in order for us to sustain Whatever we're dealing with. And then he goes on to say, he will never allow the godly to be upended. It means that God will never allow the godly, the righteous, to experience a fall from which we cannot get up. We're going to get knocked down and we might even fall down ourselves. But the Bible teaches that for those who are true followers of Jesus Christ, It's a fall that we can always get back up from. It's not a question of we can't get back up. It might be a question of we just don't want to. Because the Bible tells us that the righteous will fall seven times, but get back up every time. So when you and I get knocked down, or when we even fall down, we need to be willing to get back up. And part of that is learning to throw our burden over on the Lord and let Him sustain us. And then, I think it's Psalm 66. 
We'll find out here in just a moment. No, I'm sorry. Psalm 68, verse 19. Look at that verse for a moment. I I love this verse too. Such a great picture of the Lord here. Psalm 68, verse 19. The Lord deserves praise. Day after day, he carries our burden. Wow. Day after day, he bears our burden. The God who delivers us. Psalm 68, verse. So some great verses there also from the Old Testament. And we even sang this morning about the fact that that our God shouldered on the cross all of our sin. If he was willing to shoulder that, is he not capable of shouldering whatever burdens come into our life beyond that? And then if you'll go with me to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 11. Matthew's Gospel chapter 11, beginning at verse 28. Many people think that these verses are an invitation from Jesus to salvation. But that's not it at all. It's actually a call to discipleship from Jesus. Jesus is saying here when he says, come, he's saying, come and be my follower. Come and be my disciple. And here are the words of Jesus. And then we're going to look at them for a moment. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke on you and learn from me, because I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and my load is not hard to carry. Well, again, let's go back to verse 28 and tear this apart a little bit and see what Jesus here is saying. Again, the word come is an invitation to being a follower of Jesus. Not someone who just has a relationship with Jesus, but someone who's willing to be his everyday disciple. And he's calling upon those, especially, notice in verse 28, who are weary and burdened. The word weary means to be worn out, fatigued, exhausted. Does that describe some of you today? Are you just at a place in life where you are just worn out? Then this invitation is for you. Maybe to some of you who are going to watch this podcast, you may be in a similar place. You may be in a place in life right now where you are just weary. You are just worn out. You've got nothing left. Then listen to the words of Jesus. And then Jesus goes on to say, and burdened. The word means to be overloaded or weighed down. I mean, you can just picture it. Jesus here is coming along and he's talking to these people and he can see it. Because you can see it, can't you? You can see it when you come across someone who's just worn out and weighed down. It's one of those deals every once in a while as a pastor that I'm able to, to, to sense what's going on in your lives. Not specifically, but I can tell when many of you are at this place 
where you come and you are just, you're done. You are worn out and you are weighed down and life has gotten the better of you. And you're just barely hanging on. Again, it's not where God wants us to be. Which is why Jesus says, if you consider yourself in that position, he says, come to me because I alone can give you rest. Notice where we're supposed to go. We're supposed to come to Jesus, the only one who can really give us rest. And isn't that an audacious invitation if, if he wouldn't be God? I mean, who else can really give a human being this kind of rest? Who can take that kind of burden off of someone? Who can sustain them? Only God could do that. And that's why Jesus said, don't go to anybody else. Don't run to this thing or that thing. Come to me. I alone am the only one that can really give you the rest you're looking for. Because if you try to cope some other way, if you choose some other coping mechanism for life and to manage life other than coming to me, it will not be successful and it will not be something that you can sustain. Because only Jesus Christ can give us rest. Will you come to Jesus today and find that rest, that refreshment that you may need? Then Jesus says in verse 29, here's how we start to do that. I'm going to break this down and, and share with you. This is how you practically do this. You take my yoke on you and begin to learn from me. Now, we don't, we aren't familiar as much today as they were in biblical times, or even maybe a hundred years ago in our own country with a yoke. You see them every once in a while. But a yoke was simply an apparatus that a farmer or rancher would attach to two animals, whether it was to oxen or donkeys or even horses or cows or whatever, and it would, it would join them. It would couple those two animals together so that they could move as one. So when Jesus says to us, take my yoke on you, he's basically inviting us, stop living life on your own, stop trying to live life independently of me, Let's join together, let's unite together, and let's do life together every day. Take this yoke so that you're on one side and I'm literally on the other side, and everything that you do in life, we do together. That's what Jesus is inviting us to do, to basically couple up with Him, take His yoke so that He's always on the other side, and let's do this thing together. And as you and I then walk through life, joined, by this yoke, you'll start to learn how I do life. Because Jesus is saying, you need to learn to do some things differently. Jesus was a master at managing life. Jesus was never stressed out. Jesus was never in a hurry or a rush. He never allowed life to get the better of him. He had a very steady pace. But he wasn't running around with his hair on fire like many people are today. 
He didn't take more on himself even as the Son of God than what he could manage at that particular time in that human body. In fact, he always gave his followers an example of taking time to rest, getting away a little bit, going off and praying and being alone with his Father to get that spiritual strength and stamina and all of that. I mean, he modeled how to manage life perfectly. So when Jesus says, take this yoke, let's start walking through life together. Stop trying to do life on your own because it will weigh you down. But when you've got me on the other side of the yoke, then we can, we can get through it. And you'll start to learn how I walk through life and how I want you to walk through life so that life doesn't become harder and bigger and unmanageable. So that you can have your backpack on, so that you have your arms free to carry one another's burdens. And so here in a minute, you can also take on the load that I have for you. So Jesus says, take my yoke on you and learn from me because I am gentle. The word means never harsh or out of control. And I am humble in heart. I am literally willing to bend or stoop to help you. Think of it. Jesus, the Lord of glory, the creator of the universe, is willing to stoop and bend over to help us. But he won't force that yoke on us. He won't force himself on us. He wants us to take that yoke and say, okay, Jesus, I want to do life with you from now on. I, I am done trying to do life by myself. In my own power, in my own strength. Let's yoke together. Let's couple together. Let's join forces here, Jesus. And let's do everything together from now on. And then Jesus says this. And you will find rest for your souls. Oh, so much needed today, even in the church. There are so many Christians today. That if you looked into their eyes, they're not at rest. They're at the end of themselves. They are worn out and they are weighed down. It all goes back to life management. Because here's what Jesus says, verse 30. For my yoke is easy to bear, because I'm on the other side of the yoke, so you're not going to have a hard time yoking with me because you've got me on the other side. We never have to worry when we yoke ourselves to Jesus like maybe you did, you know, sometime in school you were partnered up with somebody and your partner was really bad. Even though I was not good in science, somehow I always got a lab partner that was even doofier than I was. And I, I struggled to do all these experiments because like I hardly knew what I was doing and I always get coupled up or yoked with somebody that knew even less than I did. I never got to be yoked with the really smart person. It's like, Jeff, let, I got this figured out. Let's do it. It's like, oh, good. So I think about that. because I think When you and I are willing to couple up with Jesus, we're going to be the weak link, not him. And that's what Jesus is saying. And then he goes on to say, and my load is not hard to carry. See, Jesus has a load for us as well. It is a unique, 
well-fitted, tailor-made responsibility that can, according to Jesus, be easily, or I should say it this way, reasonably managed. Reasonably managed. So Jesus is saying a few things here. He's saying, first of all, have you taken my load on? Because how sad is it that Jesus has a load, a uniquely well-fitted, tailor-made responsibility, purpose for our life. How sad is it if we as Christians never take that load on? We never do His will for our lives. We're always seeking to do our own will. Because Jesus is saying this too. He says, if you will take on what I've designed for you, what I created for you, you can reasonably manage it. It will never be this thing, this responsibility, this role that somehow you take on that I have for you that's going to weigh you down and wear you out. So the implication is this. If you and I as Christians are in a place where we are weary and burdened, where we are worn out and weighed down, and life is getting the better of us, then that only means a couple of things. One, we've taken on in our own lives things that God never intended for us to take on and put on our back. Or we've not yet taken on the load that Jesus has for us because we've got no room for it. Because we've, again, got all these other things that we're trying to do, but we've never really taken on the load that Jesus has designed for us. And again, when we do that, when we're taking on more than what we should, more than what God designed for us to take, not only will we suffer, but everyone around us will suffer and we won't be able to help other people with their burdens because our life will always, always be on overload. And we certainly then aren't taking on this load that Jesus designed for us because Jesus himself said, and he doesn't lie, this load is not hard to carry. If as a Christian you're going, oh man, serving God, you know, I'm just, I'm just barely hanging on, but I'm serving God then what you have taken on in your life is more than what Jesus designed for you to take on because serving Him and ministering for Him and all of that should never get to the point where it cannot be reasonably managed. That's what Jesus says. So that means that you and I need to take these verses and passages of Scripture. And we may need to make some changes in our life. Because right now, if we had to evaluate our life, we'd have to say, I'm not being a good life manager, and I'm certainly not being a good witness of being a follower of Jesus Christ. Because instead of me being on top of life, life has now gotten the best of me. I'm not carrying my own load effectively. I'm not really able to carry the burdens of others when they come up. 
I certainly am not gotten to a place where I'm willing once and for all to throw all of my cares and worries and anxieties over on the Lord once and for all and let him just take care of me and trust him to do it. No. I've gotten to a point like many did in the days that Jesus was on earth where he walked up to people and he could see it in their eyes. They were worn out, weighed down. They were done. And Jesus is saying, come to me. I alone can give you rest. Take my yoke on you. Learn from me. For my yoke is easy to bear. My load for you will never be hard to carry. I'm going to ask our worship team to come. As they come, we're going to sing the song that we ended with. How deep the Father's love for us. Maybe some of you today, though you and I can make decisions right where we are, Maybe some of you today would just like to come here and you just like to pick up something you know God wants you to pick up and carry. Maybe you want to come here and you want to lay something down. Maybe even 1 Peter 5, 7, you just want to once and for all just come and say to God, God, I give you my life. I trust you with it. I'm going to stop worrying. I'm going to stop being anxious about everything. I'm going to stop being so fractured and distracted. I give you my life. God, I trust you to take care of me. Maybe some of you would want to come here and, and say, God, I, I, want to, I want to take your load. And I want to yoke up with you from now on. I want to stop doing life on my own. Again, you and I can... We can make those decisions, but maybe some of you feel very impressed and feel very led of the Spirit to come here this morning and come to Jesus. Let Him give you rest. Maybe you want to come here and you're coming for somebody else. Maybe you know of a family member or a friend or a coworker that maybe you're not in this place, but they are. Life's gotten the best of them. They are worn out. They are weighed down. They're just barely keeping their head above water. And you might want to come here and just say, God, help me to somehow, some way, show me how I can help them lift their burden to sustain them. Let's stand. Father God, we thank you for being such a loving God who is willing to bend and stoop low to help us to carry our burdens day after day. God, may we just have the faith to throw those burdens, cast those cares over on you today. To take the things you want us to take on, but to release and get rid of the things that you never meant for us to carry. Move, God. In our lives today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.